Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. I have a couple of stories I want to discuss here, and then at the end of this episode, I'm, I'm going to briefly introduce what's going to be happening on Friday's episode, where we're going to have um, Vanessa Hurst back on the program, and she's going to be talking about what's going on in the New Haven school district where she lives, give us an update on some things. Um, I've got a, a couple of things to read while she's while she's on and, and, and talking about what's going on there. Uh, as it turns out, her superintendent is sort of doing this, I need to sell you our communistic program tour kind of thing. Uh, and it's not going over too well. But I'll get into that a little bit at the end. And then, of course, Friday, I'm going to have Vanessa Hurst back on and then sh- she'll... Uh, She'll describe it more in detail, and I've got a few notes and a number of questions to ask, so we'll get into that, no doubt about it. First of all, I wanted to cover this particular story from Just the News, and it's titled, Deplorable Professor Creates Anti-Indoctrination Mill with New Education Startup. And then the subtitle is, Michael Rechtenwald riled NYU with his tweets, now he's Recruiting academics to teach courses that push back on critical race theory. Okay, before I read this, I'm going to kind of summarize it quickly, and uh, and just mention a couple of things. And I'm not I'm not I don't know. P- people say name dropping, you know, and not to name drop. And I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to give people a, a bit of a um, oh I don't know some perspective here maybe on a couple of things and and just kind of. A couple of different angles to think about. First of all, on there's a radio show which I highly recommend, and it's Dr. Dave Janda's radio show, Operation Freedom. And the radio channel, I believe, if I'm getting it right, is WAAM 1600 out of uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. So again, if you're on your radio apps, if you can find Wham Talk 1600, definitely try to find it. His radio program is on Sundays from 2 to 5. And he has a number of guests, and he doesn't take any phone calls, but again, he has a lot of reoccurring guests. Um, And there was a time there where I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with Dr. Dave Janda on his paid subscription platform uh, called The Insider Insight Show. And that was over a year ago, um, just over a year ago. But he's had Michael Rechtenwald on his program before, and Dr. Robin McCutcheon, who has also been a guest on my podcast as well. Um, so l- let me do my best to describe Dr. Rechtenwald r- really quick. And again, I mean no disrespect whatsoever. That's not what this is. I agree with him on many things. There are many things I don't agree with him on, but you know, it's one of those better late than never kind of kind of deals. But I, I specifically want to talk about this his education startup here and some of the questions that I have, and perhaps even some of the more bigger concerns. First of all, um, he he describes himself as a reformed, hard left, left of Lenin Marxist, and then sort of began to see the light regarding the way that leftists would treat other people in particular in the workplace. And he thought that that was unfair. And then he started to connect the dots and then realized that, wait a minute, all of these people are Marxists and this is not good and I am not them. So I need to distance myself from it. And he's written some uh, 
some interesting books. I read one of them, um, the Google Archipelago, which again has to do with the control nature of online media and and Google and all of that. And it's and it, and it is a good read. Uh, here here's here's the issue with this education startup, just for me at face value. And again, I, I respectfully say this, and this is my opinion. First of all, education startups tend to not last. And here's why. The overarching theme among most education startups is that an individual engages in an education startup to make money. Yes, they they potentially want to help people and educate people and, and what have you, but they end up attempting to make a decent amount of money while doing it. And then the people who are actually participating in it recognize, wait a minute, I can find this information anywhere on the internet for free. And then people stop participating in that education startup, and then they just go and seek out the information on their own. So that's kind of number one regarding education startups. Number two, the business of critical race theory, which has been brought up on this podcast before, and again, I, I refer to it as giving the squeaky wheel the grease every single time that it gets mentioned, because I, I really don't think that it needs to be mentioned as frequently as it is. I'll even go so far as to say I'm not sure we need startups to, to discuss how fake and pretend critical race theory is. As I've said in the past, it just needs to be made fun of because it's like the tooth fairy. It's that absurd. It's that ridiculous. It has no weight. It carries no water. It's pretend. So if you look at this education startup, again, just at face value, what you're essentially asking an individual to do is to pay, and his paid subscription here is $30 to $80 a month, to essentially learn about the ridiculous nature of Marxism and critical race theory. But the internet already exists. This information is already out there. It isn't new. And books are a whole lot cheaper that clearly discuss, even in a paragraph, three sentences, that all of this is a lie, that none of it is real, that this critical race theory garbage and white supremacy is the problem and whatever else, it's brainwashing which begs the question, who's going to pay 30 to $80 a month to unbrainwash themselves or keep themselves from potentially being brainwashed? You see, there's really no gray area here. You either know critical race theory is complete pretend, like I would assume most of the listeners of this podcast, myself included, or... You're completely brainwashed and you think it's real. But if you think it's real, again, why would you pay money to unbrainwash yourself? Because that's not how brainwashing works. Brainwashing is so powerful with repetition that an individual is going to believe whatever they hear, in particular, if they hear it from multiple angles multiple times and are incapable of individual thought and investigation. So my issue with this, beyond the monetary aspect and the, the lack of 
real probability that an individual who is brainwashed is going to participate in such a in such a thing to unbrainwash themselves is that the real thing that's lacking is just individualized thinking that's what's really lacking here individuals need to have the opportunity to think individually and investigate things individually by applying the scientific method which i've brought up on this podcast a number of times and the importance of that, formulating a hypothesis, doing research, arriving at some answer. But if all the pieces aren't there, then they need to go back, reform another hypothesis, and continue to build on whether or not something is real or something isn't. Again, that, that doesn't take money. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes individual thought. It takes thinking. Some people refer to it, myself included, sometimes as critical thinking, but I would agree that it's just thinking skills. People just need to start thinking again. There's too much of the word collaboration, as I've said in the past. There's too much group work. There's too much uh, project-based learning. There isn't enough reading and writing. Because reading and writing is a solitary individual activity. This is why we have individuals graduating from high school who are illiterate and cannot write a complete sentence. And again, this is something that's been brought up from multiple angles, multiple times from multiple people. But if you've ever read a college paper that a college student writes, they typically can't write. No offense, and it's not all of them, but many of them just can't write. Their sentences are incomplete. They don't know that a paragraph has three sentences in it or more. Um, the punctuation is off. And everybody's guilty of typos, myself included. You read any book, you're going to find a typo. But the nature of an incomplete sentence is elementary grade school work. And that, too, is part of the problem with the foundational level of K-12 education is the lack of teaching grammar appropriately. As you heard in the last video, in the last episode of the teacher addressing the school board, where he's, where he's openly and, and accurately criticizing brain pop videos because they aren't teaching grammar correctly. If children are hearing that consistently, then they're going to grow up later on and not know how to speak the English language fluently and correctly, even in a dominant English-speaking country. The same is true with the written word. The same is true with anything. But again, to just come back to the, the nature of this education startup, you know, I wish him the best. I really do. I won't be participating. It would be very easy for me to reach out to him and say, hey, look, we were both on Janda's show. We both know him, you know, uh, name drop and, and do all that nonsense and, and me toss in my resume and say, hey, look, what do you think? I'd like to help, blah, blah, blah. The fact is, is that it's free. I mean, this information is free. And as I said earlier, books are cheaper. They're far cheaper. I'm continuing to read the book, The Rape of the Mind, which again, I, I read the second chapter um, on, on one of the earlier podcasts from this past weekend. And over the course of two episodes, that book alone will teach anybody who picks it up and reads it that we've all been brainwashed. We just have to figure out what we've been brainwashed about. 
Because again, the business of critical race theory is, is so easy to break down. It doesn't take 30 to $80 a month to figure it out. You can listen to it here on this podcast for free with me saying basically one sentence or a number of them. But like I said too, it would be like creating a class to teach people that the tooth fairy is, is not real. We know the tooth fairy isn't real. So what kind of person is actually going to be paying to listen to the fact that the tooth fairy isn't real? You can't expect, again, circling back here to the brainwashing thing, and sorry for saying circle back, I know Saki says it all the time, but to return to that, you, a brainwashed individual is not going to pay to have their illusion shattered, typically. In many cases, their illusion gets shattered through personal experience or, or they quote-unquote accidentally stumble over the truth. Again, either through personal experience or something that they read or someone they listened to. Now, again, I'm not saying that somebody wouldn't benefit from his online startup. Someone probably will, and that's great, and that's fine. But books are cheaper. A book is 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 bucks. Buy one book and you'll you'll figure it out. But I could also break it down by simply saying this. If you have a group of people, we'll say two groups, group A and group B. Group A thinks critical race theory is real, not knowing the definition of the word theory, which means not real. But let's just assume that they think that the word theory means real, which it doesn't. And they think that critical race theory is, in fact, a real thing. And then you have group B that says, no, it's not. It's fake. It's made up. It's brainwashing. It's indoctrination. It's a false telling of history for the purpose of inciting division, race baiting, um, violence, and it's a giant money grab where people are interested in making money based on a lie. You cannot have group A and group B both be correct at the same time. Someone is wrong. It's two opposing outlooks on things. Someone is wrong. Because critical race theory is so absurd. States, entire states, are outlawing it. That should tell you something. That should tell people that it's not real. Which means, again, why would a person put together a, a, an online group or online education consortium, so to speak, to, to, to prove to people what we already know and what the law has already recognized as being fake? So, you, I don't know. You just you can't have it both ways. You can't be in group A and group B. You have to be in one or the other, and it really is binary. There is no middle ground. There's no well. I kind of agree with some of it, but most of it I don't agree with. But you know, there are parts of it that I think no, no. That means that that person hasn't read enough any hasn't read enough yet, and they haven't looked up themselves as an individual in the right places on the internet to arrive at the log logical conclusions about how fake, phony, and pretend critical race theory is. The, the other telling part is that 
It wasn't around five years ago, six years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. It wasn't around. That also should prove to people that it's pretend. If it's something that's made up out of thin air, then it has very nefarious reasons behind that being the case. It isn't because they discovered something new. There's no such thing. Most of the things that have that exist have already been discovered and were discovered a long time ago. In fact, in the book, The Rape of the Mind, Dr. Merlou clearly states that basically everything that's done, and this was back in 1956, that everything that's already been written, researched, and done has already been proven, which means what do you have? If everything has been proven already, then what do you have? You have, again, two groups of individuals. You have individuals that are essentially not plagiarizing, but they're, they're repeating what other people in the past have already stated, which I'll fully admit, that's what I've done in my books, but you're doing it for a different generation, assuming that they're not going to go back and read an old book. But as the old saying goes, you want to learn something new, read an old book, and I highly recommend that. But then you'll have another group of individuals that will seek to purposefully alter reality. They will plagiarize, but they will alter. They'll take some words and then just completely flip them 180 degrees on their back so that people start to believe something that isn't real, that is the exact opposite of reality. So again, that's that's the issue that I have with with Rechtenwald startup. You know, um, I, I don't see it lasting. I wish him the best of success. I really do, but um, it's just an I, I don't know. I just think it's odd because it's called the internet, and uh, the internet already exists, and I understand the nature of wanting to organize content in an inform- in, in, in a way that makes it easy for people to understand or a place for them to go. But my God, 30 to $80 a month, it, it doesn't take all of that. It really doesn't take all of that. Um, you can do it for free. Again, it's called the internet. Prager University has the same thing. They also have a paid subscription kind of platform. You know, everybody's got to make money on telling the truth. And part of me has a real problem with that because the truth is free. It's free. So piggybacking on that, and I'm not going to read uh, the article from Just the News just because I basically broke down the entire thing right there. But let me, let me read this. And this comes from the Daily Mail. And it, and it shows at the K-12 level how easy it can be to actually destroy this critical race theory stuff, in particular if you're inside of a state that hasn't already outlawed it yet. Again, to my knowledge, Utah has outlawed it. I think Idaho has done the same too, has done the exact same thing. I think West Virginia has done the same thing. Florida, Florida has done the exact same thing as well. The legal avenue to get rid of critical race theory, quote unquote, or get rid of pretend, pretend playtime uh, is is the most effective way using the law because again it, it promotes violence that <laughs> that right there should just should uh, sh- should essentially wake anybody up but 
here's what this article is titled. It's titled, Anti-Woke Candidates Opposed to Critical Race Theory Being Taught in Dallas School Win Control of Affluent District Board with Nearly 70% of Vote During Bitterly Contested Election. It It says this, and these are the bullet points below it. Uh, Candidates opposed to critical race theory swept Saturday's race in Southlake. School district had been embroiled in bitter controversy for nine months. Last summer, plans for diversity training were announced after offensive video. Conservative parents fiercely opposed plan, saying it called for diversity police. Others insisted new curriculum was needed to battle racism and inequity. Now, candidates opposing the diversity plan win board seats by wide margins. It comes amid a national debate over critical race theory in classrooms. Again, that right there is how you take over a K-12 school district. You show people the violent nature of, of, of something that's completely made up. And then you simply run against the people that are, that are for it. And then you'll most likely win. That's, that's basically it. You're running against communism is what you're doing. And again, if Rechtenwald is doing this on his platform and he's helping people understand the connection between communism and critical race theory, Marxism and division, XYZ, you know, go for it. Go for it. I'm all for it. It's free. <laughs> it's, it's still free. People can still look up that information for free. Maybe not on YouTube so much. Maybe they'll have to go to BitChute. And type it in and, and, and watch some ridiculous videos describing how ridiculous it is. But these school board members lost. And, and the effective individuals who know that critical race theory is ridiculous won, and they won with ease. And they did so simply running against something that's pretend. That's it. That's all you have to do. You consistently bring up the pretend, false, divisive nature of a program that has nothing to do with reading, writing, and arithmetic, and everything to do with brainwashing. That's really what it is. It boils down to brainwashing. So that's how school boards can be taken back. And then, and here's the better part, once you're on a school board, you fire the superintendent. Because if the superintendent was supporting critical race theory and supporting the teachers who support critical race theory, then you fire them. You fire that individual. And you hire a freedom-loving, independent-thinking human being who has a sound foundation in morals and values. That's all. Find that person. Those people exist. They exist everywhere. Just find that person. It'd be nice if they had some kind of an education background. It'd be nice if they knew something about the corrupt nature of the, of the overall business as a whole. Maybe a degree or two, maybe three or four of them. Who knows? But those people do exist, and they can be found. And this, again, is a perfect example of what happened here in Dallas. Is a perfect example of what can happen everywhere. If the state hasn't adopted a law that bans critical race theory yet... You've got to, you, you have to attack the local level, and you have to attack the local school boards. There's no doubt about it. So, that's that. More than I wanted to talk about it, but see, it was free. It was all free. Um, here, here's the, the last thing, and this will set us up for Friday's episode. Again, Vanessa Hurst is coming back on the program. She's going to continue to discuss what's going on 
in her child's school district where she's taken a massive lead and recruited a lot of parents to question the motives of the school board and the superintendent with them eliminating two middle schools, combining middle schools and high schools together. So you'll have sixth graders uh, eating lunch and in the hallways with 12th graders, among countless other ridiculous communistic plans that this entire school board has and, and superintendent has in mind. And the thing that we're going to discuss too is the simple fact that there's no way that one superintendent or one school board creates such an elaborate communistic plan by themselves. This was handed to them by someone way above them with a ton more time and a ton more money for the sole interest of destroying a local community. And they they work very hard to try to make it sound like that's not what they're that's not what they're doing, but that's exactly what they're doing. And we're going to get into that on Friday, so please tune into that episode and we'll talk then. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.